All right, here we go. My sobriety date's September 17th, 2018. Uh, my sponsor is Steve C. And my home group is the Tuesday night beginners meeting at Mission Hospital in Laguna Beach, the best meeting in Orange County. <laughs> A lot of good meetings, but that is my home group. Uh, Jim, thanks for asking me to participate tonight. It's good to be here. It's good to see all of you. Uh, it's good to see some familiar faces. Welcome to all the newcomers. Uh, if this is your first meeting, welcome home. Uh, if, you, if you're returning, welcome back. Uh, yeah, congratulations to all the chip takers as well. Sean, super stoked for you, six months. Sean came to our beach meeting when he had eight days uh, sober and was just shaking and baking and life was a mess and we're like, yeah, brother, hang in there and it's really good to see you with six months and uh, just good to be here. Um, so I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii uh, uh, with a, uh, a loving family. You know, my mom's Hawaiian, my dad's Jewish and my sister and I were the only two Hawaiians that I knew. <laughs> and so right out, right out the gates we were different or at least I felt different, you know. I felt different and uh, you know I remember being young and and hanging out with my mom's side of the family and they're all real dark and you know speak a heavy pigeon and and uh, you know and uh, they're they're very localized there and I didn't feel I felt like I was too white to fit in with them and then I go to the Jewish side of the family and they're all intellectual East Coast people and I felt uh, too dumb to hang out with those guys so <laughs> what it <laughs> I guess what ended up happening is when I was 12 years old, uh, two of my best friends at the time, uh, Ted and Alina, they came over to my house and, and my parents were gone, my sister was away doing her thing and we, uh, we got into my, my parents' liquor cabinet, my parents used to party, we had, a, we had a full wet bar that was always stocked with beer and every kind of alcohol and, and uh, my parents worked hard but they liked to party as well. And so we busted in there and for, for all the selection that we had, we decided to get vodka and mix it with grapefruit juice and sugar. <laughs> it was horrible, but it, got, but it got the job done. So we took that bottle and, uh, and, and a six pack of Heinekens and we went to a, a parking lot at the Outrigger Canoe Club at the top and the three of us drank and got drunk. It was the first time. I was 12 years old and, and uh, <clears throat> You know, my buddies wasted, we're having a good time, we're laughing. You know, Alina, who I had a crush on, she was a couple years older, her and I, you know, kissed that day and I was like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I want to do this all the time. And, uh, and, and both of them ended up getting sick. Ted passed out in the parking lot. I think he pe uh, peed his pants and, and Alina uh, was so drunk she ended up throwing up in her hair in the, in the park right across the street and I just thought it was, it was the best day ever. And, um, that continued for a long time. You know, I started drinking at 12 and, uh, you know, and I, was, I was drinking every weekend by the time I was in eighth grade, so a couple years later. You know, I picked up, uh, you know, I was introduced to marijuana, which a lot of people smoke herb, you know, where I come from, and that seemed totally normal. So I started smoking herb at, at 13 and uh, drinking and smoking every weekend on, you know, in eighth grade and then was introduced to the harder stuff uh, in ninth grade, some cocaine, ecstasy, there was mushrooms on the island that we'd go and pick locally and got into some psychedelics and acid and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's um, with a heavy heart that I say my sister, I have a sister who's 14 years older than me, she's a half-sister, she introduced me to crystal meth when I was 17 years old 
and uh, she's still out there. She's she's uh, I've my 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 family members and I feel like we've lost a sister uh, to this disease, and and she's been on welfare for a long time, and we you know we're not in communication. Nobody really talks to her, and she won't respond. And you know we've tried several attempts to reach out to her, and. Uh, you know, I pray that she makes her way into the rooms, and for whatever reason, she's she's still alive and doing her thing. Um, but yeah, so she was, you know, she introduced me to some of the harder stuff. Um, things were good for a time. You know, I was able to to clean up in my 20s and kind of keep put the hard stuff down. I drank consistently. Uh, nothing like alcohol made me feel a part of. You know. Um, I drank every day when I was in college. You know, by the time I was a junior in high school, I was drinking every day. And definitely in college, that ramped up. And for whatever reason, I was always able to, you know, through my own willpower, it seemed at the time, was to go to work, make sure you know, I could pay the rent, go to school, make sure I was getting decent grades, and then drink every night. And I did that, I did that for years. Um, and you know, later on, I was able to get a small scholarship to grad school back, back home in Hawaii. I did that, drank my whole way through it, was introduced to, um, I remember being at a party and we were doing a bunch of blow at the time and I'd been using cocaine for years and not a big deal, whatever. And uh, you know, we had been doing so much coke that night uh, that I couldn't do anymore. My nose was completely stuffed up, completely clogged and somebody said, man, you, you should rock it up or you should smoke it. And I said, I don't like freebasing, it's a waste of coke. He's like, I'm not talking about freebase, you should rock it up. And that introduced me to crack cocaine, and that was uh, two years of the most horrific experience. Um, I could not stop, and that brought me to my knees. I had seen some people, some close friends, go to treatment or fall out of school, or or, uh, or even you know my best my best buddy passed away with a needle in his arm at a at a party uh, back home in Hawaii, and that was you know about eight years ago, and uh, you know it didn't stop me from from doing what I needed to do, and. Um, yeah, about uh, you know, about I guess six years ago, it got thank you. It got pretty heavy for me. You know, um, I was a daily drinker, uh, using daily. Uh, there was a period right before then where you know I graduated from grad school as you know the youngest uh, member of that class. Um, I had gotten a good job in downtown Honolulu, working you know less than a mile away from my pops. We had, we had tried to reestablish a relationship. Uh, that was going well. I was paddling canoe competitively for Waikiki Beach Boys out there, playing in a band, uh, two different groups. And when I picked up, you know, when I picked up that drug and kept drinking, I gave all of that away. You know, within two years, HR was you know putting me on on uh, medical leave. Um, I had been asked to leave both of the groups that I was playing music in that I loved playing, you know, around town in. Um, I had given up, you know, competitive canoe. The girlfriend that I was dating for three years, uh, you know, gave that up to asked her not to come around. And that was all in an effort so that I could drink and use the way that I wanted to, which was all day, every day. I had saved a little chunk of change, uh, you know, working. And so I had, I had a little bit of savings. And <clears throat> when, I, when I gave all of that up, I was in a studio apartment in, in Hawaii with an ocean view, plumeria trees outside, sun is shining, all the boys are surfing, doing their thing, and I'm smoking crack, using speed, and drinking all day, every day. And, uh, and, and it was like that for some time, until my dad and my girlfriend at the time had an intervention. I ended up going to treatment in Monterey, California, at a place called Beacon House. That was my first introduction to sobriety. But I did it too, like some of the birthday... Um, Participants were sure I did it to get the heat off as well. So, you know, they were staking out my place. I couldn't afford the hotels in, in Waikiki, so they wanted me to go to treatment. I said, fine, 
I'm going to treatment, went to California, that sounded great, and was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous, was introduced uh, to recovery, and I got a little bit of taste. And after about a week of you know, being, being sober, I knew I liked it. I knew I enjoyed being sober, but I just wasn't done. Uh, 9-17-18 is not my first sobriety date. It's not my second or my third one either. Uh, this has been a process. Um, I'm so stoked to see my brother Joey here uh, tonight. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was holed up in a motel in Lost Hills, California, just like 40 miles outside of Bakersfield. I'm, I'm from an island in the middle of the ocean. I'm in Lost Hills now. <laughs> I had just dropped my girlfriend off at treatment in Riverside, but had nowhere to go and ended up, you know, uh, staying at uh, a Motel 6 up there for a few days. And because we were calling treatment centers, I was getting calls from an intake coordinator at Ocean Hills Recovery. And she kept calling, like, when are you coming down? When are you coming down? Where are you? What's the deal? And for several days, I'd, I'd be like, okay, today's the day. I've been up for weeks. Today's the day. Go to the Chevron, get some road sodas, you know, drink, get the courage to make that three-hour drive down here. And then I'd turn right back around and go straight back to the motel. And after a few days of doing that, I finally was like, we got to go. It's time to go. And I came down to treatment here uh, a little over four and a half years ago. And, uh, you know, my brother Joe, I met him in treatment there. And he stayed sober the whole time. And um, I got to slowly watch people's lives get better as a result of doing Alcoholics Anonymous. Got one of my best good buds here, uh, Gustav. We, you know, we've, I've known this guy half my life. And <laughs> this guy, I love you, bro, but this guy was like the biggest dirtbag, like, <laughs> user <laughs> ever. And I love you. And we, uh, <laughs> we, met, we, met in, we met in college. And, uh, and, and, we, and we ran it hard, you know, together. And, and this guy knows my, my entire life story. And we, we drank and we used and we partied the same way. And uh, when I was on my way to treatment, when I was on my way to drop my girlfriend off at treatment, I had called him up to see if I could um, score. And he had just gone out of treatment. Anyway, this guy is now coming up on five years sober. Joey's got five years. We're going to his bachelor party uh, next month in Puerto Vallarta. We were at another good friend's uh, bachelor party in uh, Tahoe last year. Um, some amazing things as a result of being sober. It's been a journey. It truly has been a journey. I've given all of it up, the jobs, the money in the bank, went into debt, uh, you know, went completely insane, hitchhiking on the five freeway, window patrol, being bailed out of a hotel, a motel, uh, by two of Jim's guys to take me up to a retreat. And I know my, my time with you guys is short tonight, but um, I gotta say this, Alcoholics Anonymous is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, for me, it was, you know, do not pass go, don't collect 200 bucks, there's something going on here. Right, every time I tried to take my will back and do my own thing and think that I was better than all of you or I'm smarter than all of you and I'll figure it out, I kept ending up back in these rooms. And uh, to be perfectly honest, every time I came back to the rooms, I was so thankful. You know, and uh, you know, uh, at about six months sober, I was laying in, laying in bed and started cr and was just crying, and I was saying thank you, thank you God. You know, after like years of coming in and out, it was just like tears of gratitude, and I've never shared that. I don't think at group level, not that it's a big deal, but that night it was just like feeling connected with God. This is a spiritual, you know, experience. It is a spiritual journey, and um, you know, I'm I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to be here and uh, really glad I was able to participate tonight. Thank you all.